Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we're overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee. Or a rice cake. Cuddle up in your comfy. And let the fun begin. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Living in the Garden podcast. I hope you all are doing well. Allie, do you want to start off with your rose? Yeah. I'm going to do a couple just because I'll make it short. Basically, in short, I started student teaching this week, which has been really just a gift to be around kids again. But I definitely had some, they're my roses because they were definitely like awkward moments. So I'm going to highlight a few of them that I feel like y'all will enjoy. Number one, I was in art class my first day. (laughs) A girl come up, comes up to me with like a Clorox wipe container and was like, Miss, okay, so they, all my students speak Spanish as well. And so sometimes like translation gets lost a little bit, but she asked me if I could basically take the cover off of this um, Clorox wipe thing. And I was like, oh, she must have got like the wipe stuck in the bottom. I was like, okay, I'll just like reach my hand down in there and get it out for her. And then as I was doing it, she's like, Miss, Miss, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, I started it. And then I reached my hand down and it wasn't a Clorox wipe. It was paper mache paste. And I just got my whole hand dunked in the paper mache and felt like kind of a big idiot. Um, But it was a good humility moment and they laughed at me quite a bit. And then I also um, (laughs) didn't know my reggaeton artists very much this week and kind of felt like a... I don't know, a noob, <laughs> somebody that just wasn't hip with the kids like I thought I was. And then, of course, I realized throughout the week that if a student asks you what they think you drew or made, you just ask them first what they think it is. <laughs> because I asked a boy it was asking me on the first day again, and he's like, Miss, um, what do you think this is? And I was like, oh, I got this. I'm like a squirrel. And he's like, it's a cat. <laughs> I just broke his heart. I'm like, I'm so sorry, buddy. And then the other day in art again, a girl asked me and I was like, mm, got this one in the bag. And I said, a hippopotamus. And she's like, it's a lion. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at this game, but I feel like I crush their dreams when I say these things. And so I really have to get better at it. <laughs> That's my rose because they're just cringe-worthy alley moments. Um, also, I'm going to throw in there that I got yelled at by the art teacher today. <laughs> I was the other teacher in the room, but I was the kid who left the paintbrushes out and didn't clean them. And then along with that, it was Haley's birthday this week. Shout out to our girl, Hales. Um, And we tried to get her brownies and like birthday candles on the cake, but by the time we got them to her... It, it basically spelled like happy birth. <laughs> like all okay. the candles were out. Haley <laughs> sent me a picture of that. And I literally was like going to text back and be like, what the heck is up with the brownies? But then I was like, I don't want to like offend her if that like actually is what they wanted. <laughs> I was so confused by it though. It was, I was, I was supposed to caption it like Haley's birthday was a bust or something, but I thought it was super fun because I just felt like it was my personality into that 
the why melted wax on top of the brownies that we <laughs> ate anyways. <laughs> oh, it was so many, so many humility moments this week that were just so good, all tied up together. Like, cringeworthy for sure, especially for someone who doesn't like public humiliation like that. So, it was good. That was my rose. And then my thorn for the week probably was just, um, I'm a woman who likes her routine and so not really having that and struggling more than I usually do with that was a little bit tough, but it's Friday now, so we're, we're doing well. <laughs> we made it through. We survived. How about you, Tay? What was your rose and thorn for the week? Um, My rose, um, do you know that new music video, that new song called Driver's License? Have you heard it? Not really cool with the kids yet. No, I am not either. We're, we're finding that out this week very much, so... Okay, well, it's not actually that song that's the rose. I, um, on Instagram, follow this girl, and she did a, the song from God's point of view, and it's just really pretty, super cool. So if I find it again, I'll send it to you guys, because I really loved it. It was just so pretty, and just, like, brought a new life to this um, very secular song, I guess. So I really just enjoyed finding that, kind of just brought a little bit of light to my life. My thorn, though this week is that I had a doctor's appointment and I'm just not a gal who likes going to the doctor. It kind of just gives me a little bit of anxiety thinking about going then when you get there and I don't know, just not my favorite thing. Um, but it went fine. So that was good. Just not my fave. And then you just feel so tired after you go because it's just like, takes some life out of you. You know what I mean? True but it was all right. It went really well. My doctor was super nice. So shout out to her for that. But yeah. Those are my roses and thorns. Let's see. I also started student teaching this week. And so that's just been one big rose. I have missed being around kids so much over like last semester with COVID, just not being able to go into the classrooms and just like getting to know them better. It's just hilarious. And like by the third day, they're like, Miss Hellenbrand, I noticed that you like to wear knots around your waist every day because I have like tie pants. And then I tied my shirt over a dress one time. It was just so funny. And then again today, another person was like, Miss Hellenbrand, I like how you wear different shoes every day. It always gives me something to look forward to because I never know what pair of shoes you're going to wear. It's <laughs> so odd, but it's so great. And I absolutely love it. And then this week, um, my roommates took me out for my birthday dinner, which is really sweet. But it was funny because I had no idea what was going to happen. So when I got in the car, I was blindfolded and then they drove me for like, I don't know, was it like half hour alley? Yeah, probably like 45 minutes. So 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then Allie made two U-turns on accident and I thought she was doing it on purpose. Nope, just directionally challenged that night. Usually I'm on my <laughs> that was bad <laughs> it was so funny and then I got out of the car and you know the, like the Captain America movie when he like wakes up and it's like is it Times Square I don't even know what New York is and he's like out there and he's like super confused that's what I felt like because I just had no idea where I was but it was Olive Garden and it was really nice and then we went back and blindfolded me again and then we went to like look over all the city lights in Winona which was beautiful and yeah um Oh, my thorn. This is actually kind of like a fake thorn. Um, but the students were working on their states this week. And I cannot remember any states to the East Coast for the life of me. Like they all just got pushed back in my brain. So after I'd help a couple kids, I'm like, 
yeah, I think that's Vermont. I think that's Connecticut. And then after I would help them, I would like go and stare at a map to make sure I got them right. And then I'd study them and then I'd come back and help the kids. But yeah. And I also don't really like to go to bed early and I've been having to do that a lot. So I get enough sleep. Yeah. Wow. That was like a life story of a week. But yeah, those are my rose and thorns. Transitions, man. They <laughs> they bring a lot with them. Yeah. We have a couple good ones as well. So the first one is from Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that says, Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. And the second one is from our good pal, St. John Paul II, who said, What really matters in life is that we are loved by Christ and that we love him in return. In comparison to the love of Jesus, everything else is secondary. And without the love of Jesus, everything else is useless. Which just, we should probably just stop the podcast there because mic drop, anybody? <laughs> um, those are two really, really beautiful things um, for jumping into the conversation of comparison. Yes. So I think tonight we were just going to start with talking about a question that we had come across in one of our Bible studies earlier this year. Um, it was just this question um, that asks, which flower are you? So this comes from that quote from St. Therese, right? Um, that we shared in our first podcast. Go back and watch that and listen if you haven't already. But um, yeah, there's just this question that asks, what flower are you? Because we cannot compare flowers. And if we do, it takes away the beauty from the other, which just isn't right because all flowers are beautiful. So I just think we're gonna start off with chatting about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember having that conversation with you both in the car ride home afterwards, um, where we were like, hmm, I think it was Taylor, because you're always full of those profound questions that Haley and I kind of, (laughs) (laughs) that's our answer now. Um, (laughs) Fun fact, Allie actually tried to ask me a really profound question this week, and I had no idea how the heck to answer it. I was like, okay, let me just take the place of Taylor right now and ask you something really profound. (laughs) and then I was like I'm gonna pray about it for a week and then get back to you so hit me up next Tuesday Allie (laughs) will do I'll make a note um anyway so Taylor asked us what flower we were if we could be a flower and of course (laughs) oh my gosh I don't know um but I think it's actually a really beautiful question to sit with uh, to think about which flower you would be in the garden and why And I thought it was super cool because I remember that night I particularly said sunflower um, and it looks like I'm dressed like one today and I got my sunflower bracelet on but I didn't even plan that so that's kind of cool but I remember saying that and then thinking um, because it's always turning towards the sun the sunflowers always follow the sun and in a very real way Um, even though I definitely don't do the best at it that's in essence, what I'm trying to do with my life is to follow the S-O-N, um, just like the sunflowers follow their S-U-N. And so that, yeah, is one of the, the ways that I feel like I resonate with sunflower. Taylor, would you like to share your flower? <laughs> sure. Sorry, I was waiting because I was like, is Haley going to say something? I can't tell. <laughs> I think for me, I've always first of all, just loved daisies. I don't really know why, but after taking this question to prayer, I 
think it just makes even more sense why I've always just been drawn to them because I really do think like if I was a flower that's the type of flower I would be simply because daisies I think that they're just kind of like a simple beauty um they kind of complement everything and um can try to bring out the best in others because since they're so white they like make other colors pop you know so you don't want to have kind of daisies together because that's not super beautiful but when you stick like you know other flowers with it it makes the other colors really pop and I like to think of myself as being able to do that to others bringing out their better qualities um and making them feel like they can be the star I guess in some ways I know I'm not always the best at that but I try my best sometimes um but also I think daisies really make themselves available to all because they grow in so many places like you know you find them in the ditch um and I just think I can, yeah, fit in with lots of different people and lots of different scenes, places. Um, so I guess that's why I would probably call myself a daisy if I was call myself a flower. Haley, how about you? That's beautiful. I am a dame's rocket. I know. I had to look it up. <laughs> but, okay, I probably should explain a little bit more because I, I didn't know what kind of flower this was either until I had to Google it, but it, they are the white and purple wildflowers that grow in the ditches in the Midwest. Mm. I don't know. I guess, oh, they're I beautiful. I just looked it up. <laughs> Did you look it up? Isn't it such a weird name for that flower? I was like, what the heck? This isn't a rocket. I don't know, but that's okay. But I was kind of praying about it, and they've always been my favorite flower. I know at my graduation party in high school, um, some of my friends brought me like a bouquet of those flowers. And I was like, oh, it was so sweet. It makes me think about it. But uh, they're just kind of, they grow everywhere. Like when you're driving, you see them, but you don't really take notice of them until you like look around and like you look out your window and you kind of scan the road and they're always there wherever you go. And I, I like to think that I'm good at listening to other people when they need uh, someone to talk to. And I still sometimes struggle with kind of being passive, but I like to think that one of my strengths is always being there for somebody if they need something. And so, yeah, just like a dame's rocket, they're everywhere. And what a weird name. And I kind of think I'm kind of quirky like that as well. So that's it. I love that. And I love how we can all admit that we have things that we're good at in that. It's not, it's a sense of false humility to say that you're like not good at anything and you're just like a you know a weed or something like we're all beautiful flowers and can like blossom in our own ways but the only time we can really blossom is when we're confident in our own self um and then we can bring that beauty to others which I think is so cool Taylor can you tell me what is false humility false humility I had me to give you a good definition of that I think but I would maybe describe false humility as when you are just putting yourself down all the time because you want to be quote unquote humble, but that's not being humble when you're not able to use your talents. You're kind of just denying yourself of the goodness that you really are. And that's not being humble. I know I'm not describing this well. Maybe you want to jump in and try to help me out there. Because I think we all do try to be humble. Um which is such a virtue to grow in, but then we also do get caught up in not being super confident and oftentimes falling in comparison to ourselves too and kind of using this sense of humility basically as like a mask to hide the true issue, which I think is that comparison. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it comes off as being humble and 
yeah, not like putting yourself out in the spotlight because that's bad. But in that sense, that's not good as well. And I remember thinking about that um, when I was told that to have kind of that false sense of humility or to not be, to not acknowledge what gifts you have and the strengths that you have is really kind of just a slap in the face to the Lord who created you and gave you those strengths because you're not giving right uh, gratitude and just appreciation for what he gave you in those moments. And so comparison just does kind of eat away at that in a sense, I think, and it all just kind of ties into itself. I think sometimes having a false sense of humility kind of digs into and kind of digs a deeper hole of like your lack of confidence because when you don't acknowledge your strengths you only are acknowledging your weaknesses and that can just dig you deeper and deeper into comparison too. So what does one do and how does one find that happy medium balance of life? Because I feel like that is something that we will probably all continue to struggle with. But I think a good awareness of it and how to recognize it, first of all, and then combat it are two really key components in this game here that we're playing. Yeah. I think for me, sometimes when I fall into that false humility or that comparison game, I really try to, first of all, thank the Lord for the goodness that the person I'm comparing myself to is. So if I'm really comparing myself to, you know, a good friend who's super beautiful and kind of everyone and just whatever, whatever, thanking the Lord for their beauty, thanking them for their kind heart is super important because you don't want to take away what they have because it's good. You know what they have. You don't want to take that away from them. But then asking the Lord just to re-instill confidence in myself because I too am beautiful. I too am kind just because they are doesn't mean I'm not. It might just be different in me and that's okay because all the flowers are the same that wouldn't make a really pretty garden, you know? So we need all of these different beauties in order to have a beautiful garden. But it's really hard to remind when all you need is a rose, but you're really just a daisy, you know? You have to accept your daisy personality, even if you want a rose one. So I, it is a hard game though. And then I think that, that, that recognizing their strength and the beauty of the people that we are comparing ourselves to it's hard to not like them when we do that. You know what I mean? Like, it really is hard to love someone when you, first of all, not love someone when you do pray for them and when you are grateful for what they have. And so I feel like that in itself really can strengthen a relationship and a friendship because then then we're recognizing the goodness that other people have to bring. And then recognizing it in ourselves as well. Taylor, you've always been really good when at affirmations, when we aren't that good about pumping ourselves up uh I think you're the person in my life who's always been the one who Allie go and say three things that you love about yourself in the mirror and you'll literally sit and stand with me in front of the mirror in our bathroom while I say what I love about myself usually it takes about five minutes because I'm a belligerent little child that can't think of anything but you do it and it's really good and I think definitely fostering that own confidence within ourselves and being okay with that and loving that really helps us to love that and other people as well. And so a good balance of both really does the soul well, I would say. Yeah. And it's beautiful because we can learn from each other. So just because someone's better at it than you doesn't mean you can't get good at it. You know, you have that person in your life, maybe so you can learn how to be a better listener or a better, more organized or just whatever it is. It could be so many little things, but we can learn from each other. And that's also super beautiful and important to remember. I also, 
I don't know if it's really changing the topic, but sometimes I honestly find myself comparing my, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but comparing myself to like my own ideals or my own like perfect expectations that I had for myself. So I don't even find myself comparing myself to another person, but it's basically this perfect idea that I have of myself. And then when I don't meet that, then I, then I almost compare myself to that. Um, and that can kind of get really ugly as well, because then, yeah, I, I don't live it out with the most grace, which is a little difficult sometimes. Yeah, I think perfectionism is so hard, too, because our world tells us that we need to be perfect in order to be loved. But that's not true at all in God's eyes. He just wants us to try and keep striving towards him. And it's hard because it's so important to have, like, goals and to have a vision for our life. That's not a bad thing. We always want to be working towards being the best version of ourselves that we can be. But having that grace with ourselves for when we do fall or we do come short is so important because if we don't have that grace, like how are we ever going to get back up again to be that better version, you know? So I guess I would just encourage people if they haven't already to really pray with the idea of what flower you are and to let the Lord speak that to you. Let him speak that you're beautiful, that you are um, worthy, that you bring like joy and goodness to others and to the world around you and let him really just fill you this week in that let him affirm you and what type of flower you are if you haven't already all right to finish it up here how is the gardener working in both of your little gardens this week I think this week for me with the Lord I really just dove back into the practice of journaling which is something I always come back to and then leave and then come back to but I'm so happy I'm back again because I love when I just am able to take that time to really sit down with the Lord and just talk to him honestly and just really have that one-on-one time. It's so good. And I was just thinking a few nights ago about how journaling is really what brought me or helped me to fall in love with the Lord in the first place. That's probably the first thing that I ever did that was maybe considered prayer, I guess. Um, So it's just cool to like be back right now in this like season of journaling and just reflecting on the growth that I've had since really starting my own relationship with the Lord and seeing how far I've come. That's kind of what I've been doing this week. Just a lot of good personal reflection, a lot of just letting the Lord love me, a lot of just telling him what's going on in my heart. That's kind of where I'm at right now. How about you? That's good. I, like I said, struggling to find a new routine in the midst of student teaching and then juggling, trying to find that prayer routine is always so difficult, but it just keeps seeming to be more and more um but one of my girls in my bible study sent me this just really beautiful image this week and I love her for it and it says take heart breathe deep you are free to find new rhythms here and it was so good because that it really just hit me well Uh, because I think I was trying to go based again comparison there we go based on past semesters and whatnot and how I've handled different transitions and usually I'm like okay at least by like the second day I'll have this figured out and I'll be good and I'll have everything ready and everything will look really good on my cute little planner that just hasn't been going this week and so I need to quit trying to cram this new transition and this new change into a box that it doesn't fit into anymore and so just trying to find the freedom and trusting that new rhythms can be made and a new melody and song can be played out. 
So that's kind of where I've been sitting or trying to let go of um, so that it can. I think the Lord has just been trying to restore in me his peace that he wants to give me. I think this week I'm also trying to find a new routine and then everything takes twice as long because you're still trying to find stuff and then you lock yourself out of the building and then it's just is really hard to like find peace in like a different routine in a different area again. Uh, but I've just been asking the Lord to help me to be mindful of my uh, just thoughts and my actions and just for me to present myself the way he would want me to present myself and just to give others the patience and myself the patience uh, that they deserve and the grace that they deserve. So he's just been kind of bringing all like those little like anxieties and frustrations in my heart. So I become less irritated, which has been honestly a gift this week is just to refocus and recenter myself on him. I think it's my turn to close us in prayer. As Amara is going to try to give us a Taylor. Alas, I will pray. <laughs> Father, we just thank you for the gift of this time that we've been able to share in our friendship with one another. We ask that you send your blessings upon us and upon anybody listening to this podcast. Father, where there are any roots of comparison, anything like that that we have placed in our hearts, we ask that this week that you can gently just remove them so that our gardens can grow more fully into what you desire them to be. Help us to realize and recognize and appreciate all of the beauty that you have created within us, our unique strengths, our weaknesses, and everything in between. I just ask that you help us to be fully confident in who we are and to just enter into each day with a grateful heart that you have us exactly where you want us doing exactly what you want us to do. Help us to never forget that you are always right beside us, walking along with us every day. And we ask that this week, you continue to journey with us in your living garden. We ask this all through your most holy and precious name. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. I will see you two cool cats next week. Yes, so excited. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out.